Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and what am I allergic to? Pine nuts and the full spectrum of human chunkiness. <laughs> okay, let me find another quote. Was that your quote? No, yep. you gotta say it. You gotta say it now. <sighs> and I'm Carter. What am I allergic to? <laughs> Pine nuts and the full spectrum of hunk emotion. There you go. There you go. That's a little different, right? Yeah. A little bit different. Carter. Yeah. Why are you? Why? Why are me? Um, Because I was at the LCS Arena in Los Angeles last weekend, which means I watched pro esports live. Ooh. League of Legends. Wow. Five games, $19. Got some delicious shredded chicken, corn, and sriracha with cotija cheese nachos for five fifty, cheapest thing in Los Angeles, and that's so good. It was, it was truly a wonderful experience as a sports fan, and then also as a video game fan to have these kind of two things Venn diagram here. And it reminded me, I've been to almost every professional kind of sport, um, and it reminded me the most of get ready golf. Here's what's interesting: what there's wow. certain objectives that you have to have in this video game. Um, and it helps because you get more money, which helps you level up and all these kind of things uh, per match. Right. And no matter what, no matter who you were rooting for, like if an objective was done, everybody just kind of clapped like huh. you would like on a golf course. It's That's really cool. weird. And it, and it feels like it's on the cusp of something. Like it's not, it's not a huge, 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 huge deal yet to where it's like security says you can't come yeah. talk to this 17-year-old boy. Um, but you could literally just kind of almost go up on stage afterwards and just say hey to everybody. Huh, it was so like a pro cool. league. Yeah, it was just 100% bizarre and phenomenal. And I want to go back. Huh. I want to go back. But yeah, I was at a League of Legends 
tournament. That is interesting. So cool. Yep. Vince and I, friend of ours, Vince Kelly and I are the ones that went. He's who introduced me to the game. Like we were, the only thing that connected us to the people there is that we also enjoyed what we were at. Like, and we played the video game. Like we were dressed to go to the mall, but Uh much nicer than most. Um, And we were probably some of the oldest ones there. But blast. Like yeah, the community cool. the community was so welcoming and I loved it. It's That's interesting. Awesome. Uh, most of my like video game history and most of my games that I enjoy are uh, single player narrative video games. Yeah, yeah. Um, so some open world stuff, uh, but mostly like story driven single right. player experiences. Right. I I enjoy multiplayer games. Sometimes, like I can get down on like a Halo, Destiny, Call of Duty style shooter. Yep. I can get down on um, a lot of those types of things sometimes. But the the most competitive scene friendly game I am into and enjoy playing, it's difficult because it's Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. And I I enter this weird sort of nexus <laughs> where it's like in your I always say this in your average room of just like in a room. I'm yeah. just in a room of people. Yeah. I can probably be pretty confident that I can beat almost everybody, if not everybody in the room at Super Smash Brothers. Put me in the lowest level of competitive and I would probably get completely spanked. Isn't that crazy? Have you ever even watched any of those videos of professional Smash players? It's unbelievable. They're off the map. Like they're floating for like a minute. Yeah. It's bizarre. And and It looks like more like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon than Smash (laughs) Brothers. Right. And and so I, I guess my point here is like I... I applaud you for being willing to go watch people who are so much better than you at a thing that you like to do right. and not just hate yourself. Right. <laughs> because yeah. I feel like if I went to like like a televised like national smash tournament, I would right. watch it and be like, well, I'm just gonna go sell my game. See, smash the funny thing is I've smash. already experienced that all my life with just sports. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. As but much as fair. I'm not but LeBron I'm used James to it with sports. I'm not Zazel support for Cloud Nine in League of Legends. You know, it's like yeah. this guy that looks like something between the Gerber baby and Gimli. <laughs> like is a Somewhere pro at there. something and I'm not. But right. that's fine. I guess right. I am a little more jaded than I thought. But <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> sure. But that's why I'm, I'm the hunk, clearly. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of fulfilling lifelong dreams and finding love along the way, I think <laughs> it's time that maybe we talk about the movie for this week. Yeah. yeah. Which is, of course, The, the proposal. proposal. Oh, and I have a proposal for you. Ask it. More like a predosial. Propose? Pro- oh. Yeah. Will you... You give us a synopsis. A, a I'm trying real hard here. Yeah. Synopsis size me, Captain. Yeah. This synopsis comes from IMDb. Griganis? No, it's not Nick Griganis. Uh, Nick, you got to watch this one. Uh, Nick, uh, get in on come it. Come on, Nick. This is an anonymous synopsis that says an Anop- artist. Anop- syno- synonymous. Okay. An artist fights to make the archives of Mexico's most famous architect available to the public. What? The proposal, 2018. That's, is that the one that you I guys watched? I saw that. No, is I watched that, that like one. Al Pacino or something. Who is in no that? I have no idea. I just that's what came up when you look up the proposal. What the heck? There's <laughs> another pro- literally called the proposal. Uh huh. Another movie. What? Completely different. Yeah. Not the same one. Uh, this is the real one, and this is written by <laughs> Claudio Carvalho from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Thank you, Claudio, for including your location. <laughs> In New York, Margaret Tate is a successful self-made chief editor of the Ruick and Hunt Publishing and loathed by her co-workers. 
Margaret lost her parents when she was 16 and is tough with the employees of the office. True. Her executive assistant and aspirant editor, Andrew Paxton, has been working with her for three years without any recognition. When Margaret has problems with the immigration due to an expired visa and is threatened with deportation, she blackmails Andrew to agree to marry her. In return, he would be promoted to editor and she would publish his book. Meanwhile, the skeptical clerk of the immigration department, Mr. Gilbertson, schedules an interview with Margaret and Andrew after the weekend. The couple travels to Sitka, Alaska to celebrate the 90th birthday of Andrew's grandmother, and Margaret is welcomed by his warming family. <laughs> How long is this Over the weekend, she grows closer to Andrew's family, who asks her to marry Andrew Holy in their moly. barn, the a family movie. tradition in the Paxton family. And the tension increases when Mr. Gilbertson appears out of the blue in Sitka, promising to charge Andrew for fraud. Wait, that's the end of the synopsis? That's the end of the synopsis. The rest no, of the yeah, that's it. So that's they the went basically word for word for the first yeah. 50 minutes of it. I'm going to tell you 66% of this movie, and you got to figure out the last you gotta, third. you so, got to figure it out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Aspirant. Is yeah. that, so I have two options. Is that somebody with aspirations? Hmm? Or is that the title of someone who has had a baby from their butt? <laughs> I don't know. Aspirant sounds to me like a service where you can like a crowdfund your rent. Like in a big city where it's like, let's all go in together and pay rent and get a family discount on this one cheap apartment. Yes. Or it's, <laughs> it's just, an app. It's like painkillers you can buy, but you got to give them back. <laughs> just to get a rent to aspirin. And then, and then it's like, okay, give me some mama bird. It's, we need that back for the next recycled guy. aspirin. Yeah. And yeah. You just get to put it on your tongue and let it dissolve for like a minute. Yeah. Ask your doctor if aspirin is right for you. And then you got to scrape it off into a tub. Oh, it's like those soaps that you combine. Be careful. A lot of people might not know about this. The soap? You're saying it's as if it's something that I'm going to know about. You know, so you know the soap that's designed to, uh, when it's at the bottom, you can just combine it with another, like an older bar. You don't know what I'm talking about? I think nope. all soap is no, that. No. Everyone does No, no, no. They, they make a soap. <laughs> First of all, nobody should be using bar soap. It's 2019. Anyway, we have dads. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Old Spice. But um, yeah, it's just they scrape the tablet off of their tongue and put it in, and then they just compact it into a new ball of aspirin. What from, is this soap called? What? I've never know. heard of this soap. You don't know what I'm talking about? It's got like a hole in it, and when it's done, you fill the hole with... Dude, this is wild to me. Every soap. You combine every I've soap. I've never heard of this. No, stop. You shouldn't be using bar soap. I'm just using it as an example. I know. But even like even with the example, I have no idea what it's from. Did you guys ever use the bar soap that was co- covered in like a loofah sleeve? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I liked that. Can we talk about the proposal? Even about something we know about. <laughs> well, now I gotta look it up. Let's talk about the movie now. Oh, yeah. Good call. Margaret, played by the incomparable Sandy Bowles. Mm-hmm. The wickedly <laughs> uh, Man, I love Sandra Bullock. She's great. I really do. I, She's I great, like huh? her a lot. I really don't ever dislike her, except for the blind side. Seen Bird Box? No, I haven't seen Bird Box. I haven't That's seen Bird why. Box either. Have you I seen liked it? The Blind yeah. Side? Yeah, I watched Bird Box. I don't know why y'all hate The Blind Side so much. I hate, we've talked about this. It feels like just a hair above like fireproof and facing the giants. Wow. Like, it's just like no. secretly a Christian movie for homeschoolers. Nothing is a hair above that. Everything <laughs> is infinitely good. above Nothing that. Nothing can be close to <laughs> it. It's too fair. good. No, that's a good point. Um, she plays unlikable really well. She does. Yes, she does. And I don't even know if I'd call it RBF. Because yeah. she is very attractive. Yeah. It's resting bullock face. There it is. Oh, that's what it we is. Didn't even, it sounds like a setup. We didn't what set that. That was a slam dunk. That was an accidental alley-oop. Goodness, an absolute, absolute. Yep, that's it. On a roll, on a roll. Yeah, she does. She does play unlikable so well. But I want to say, there's a lot of these movies 
with these like unlikely couples right. where there is one person involved, typically the guy, who it's like, yeah, no, no way. Not a chance. Oh, the child would ever be together. Be right. Yeah. Let's look at yeah. Albert and uh, Allegra. Right. Not happening. No, it's not happening. And so I'm glad that we get a couple here where it's like, who's better looking? I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. Isn't That's a good it? point. And at the time, she's 10 years older than him. Yeah. She's well, she's still, still 10, 10 years, years older than him now. Him. Even now? He hey, up. here's the crazy thing I found out. Not only do I not know about holes and soap, I didn't know that everyone ages at the same pace. Time's linear, my man. Yeah. Pretty crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> we're learning new things. Oh, I can't wait uh, till we're all the same age soon. <laughs> I think it helped their chemistry, too, that they're really good friends. Yeah, are they? Yes. In real life? That's why, yeah, later when we get the nude scene, it was really awkward for them. And then okay. It said, but then it's like the the notes are, but then they were okay with it. It's like, well, yes, you both realized how gorgeous you both were. Exactly. Yeah. I can be nude with my friend just for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that I'm Ryan Reynolds and it's okay if I don't wear any clothes. Yeah, yeah 100%. Well, the, the awkwardness with me and all of my good buddies being naked together is just because we're not as attractive as <laughs> yeah, we should right? be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the only problem with it. So once We're all embarrassed of mm, each other. I don't know. <laughs> Man, I wouldn't mind this if we were all hotter. Right? <laughs> Goodness me. Oh, this I... is... This is this episode's movie caliente I already. Love it. I love it. So is this movie, though. Yeah. Movie caliente. Yeah, from the start, I mean, they both have been given roles that they just kind of naturally do well. Yes. Yeah. Naturally do really well. I'll tell you what, though. Early on, well, no, we need to get to that point in the plot, but I'll tell you what was almost my super dumb. Okay. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. But it's like, I like that they didn't make her Meryl Streep, Devil Wars Prada. Yeah. Yeah. Because that would have been just from her attitude. Like, there would, the fact that it moves so quickly in their relationship, that it becomes like this work relationship to something more, Yeah, would have been harder if she was much worse. Much so, worse. She's just our beat resting bullet face, you know? Yeah. So this is 2009, right? When yeah. this came out? This feels, in, in a similar way to Sweet Home Alabama, this feels like a template for future Hallmark movies. Yeah. Like, I, we, I, watched, I, like sure. we watched the one last Christmas where DJ is like a vet and moves to Alaska and learns to love people. <laughs> right. Like, that's just this. But I think that but something this, this good, that's the difference. Right. right. And something that this movie does that is so interesting to me, and there's an example right off the bat here, um, which, by the way, through listening to our podcast, I've realized is a phrase that I lean on a lot. You say right on the right off the bat a lot? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ew. weird. Gross. But We're glad you're finally noticing. <laughs> this movie avoids and kind of turns on its head a lot of pitfalls and tropes of the genre. I feel like this movie is kind of deftly navigates some of the weirder aspects of rom-coms yeah. and allows us to either laugh at how ridiculous the premise is or avoids it entirely. Yeah. So for instance, uh, immediately in this movie, we see Andrew running late buying coffee and we find out that he buys multiples of her coffee just in case something happens. And he's been drinking coffee he doesn't like for what, three years? Right. Yeah. So that if something happens to her coffee, boom. He's got another one ready to go. Yep. Yeah. In any other movie, that would be the kind of thing I feel where it's like other people are making fun of him for it. Right. In this movie, she confronts him about it. And yeah. he's immediately just like, do you know how pathetic this is? Yeah. And he's like, well, I do actually yeah. <laughs> yes. know how pathetic this is. Yeah. And I think it's that fun power struggle that they share through the majority of this movie mm-hmm. that 
keeps us on our toes and keeps this movie from getting boring. Yeah. I think I have a very yeah. similar sentiment to that. And I think it's kind of a breath of fresh air because this was a movie, I think a complaint for some of the other movies like Sweet Home Alabama or Hitch was that they didn't, they could not figure out what they were. Right. This right. seems to comfortably lean back and say, this is the vibe. Yes. Yes. And it doesn't really change that. I can't draw it for you on a scale. I don't know how to like make this tangible. Mm-hmm. As as me, Carter, trying to explain how this movie does something well, but it does. Right. And I yeah. think that's also why it's the second highest amount of votes. Yeah, I think on, it knows what it is. It sure. totally knows yeah. what it is. How much do you think that is a credit to the cast of this movie? I think it's a pretty big credit, at least to our two leads. I was about to say, I think it's entirely because of the two leads. Yeah. I mean, their their chemistry is... With, with good chemistry like this, I feel like you could almost make any script work at least a little bit. Does Ryan Reynolds have chemistry with everyone? I Discuss. think maybe. Dude, I was literally about to say that. I think maybe. I but was about to say that. I think the strength might be Sandy might too. Yeah. yeah. I think she does. When you're both that charming and funny... That's what it did. It brought some real good charm. It which is, did. Next week's, yeah. next week's episode is going to be pretty it's, similar to it's that. It's all charm. Because all when you time. just get that... Like, doesn't that feel like the easiest ingredients for a good rom-com? It's charm. Just get two like really naturally charming people and do something. But let me let me pitch this to you. I think specifically with rom-coms, like we're so... I think all comedy needs charm. I think that all movies do not. So okay. yeah. there's that. But I think all comedy needs a little bit of charm. For sure. In some way or another. It doesn't have to be traditional charm of, wow, I want to be in the same room as that person. It can be... Maybe charisma is a better word. Yep. Yeah. But rom-coms benefit from charm, and I think it is because in order for a rom-com to be effective, the audience has to be able to see themselves in the scenario at least a little bit. And I don't just need the charm uh-huh. from one person. Like, that's right. why we love right. Crazy Stupid Love. Right. Because yes. Steve Everybody's Carell, on. even though he's being coached, is charming. Everybody's Carell, on. Gosling, Emma Stone, every, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, every single is person is charming. Kevin Bacon actually is pretty charming yeah. as a slimier so kind of role. So is Marissa Tomei as the obsessed oh, teacher. Yeah. Like, oh my everybody God. is so strong here. Yep. And I feel like that charm lets the audience watch a movie and go, yeah. I get how they could get themselves into this dumb situation because look how charming he slash she is. Yeah, right. And it's it's beyond Hollywood's full of good looking people. It's beyond that. You have to be in a situation where you can blank out the face and put somebody else there and go. If somebody was that charming, yeah, you know, I could yeah. I could end yeah, up there. This makes me think of a uh, a hypothetical that I have some fun with sometimes. I don't know if I've done this with y'all. I think I might have, but it's like, who are your five campfire talk like all night long? actors like what five people do you want to be interacting with each other and you want to have around there and almost always for me it's somebody that like i love to have like a texas theme one like tommy lee jones matt mcgonaghy woody harrelson i want them all to sit around i don't think we've done that on the show let's do that next mini monday okay that feels like a fun thing to talk about it's a lot of fun so um but yeah that's what i feel about yeah with with what really should be a part of anything but especially a rom-com yeah and 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 we get so much of that immediately in their interactions yeah and if I may, Ryan Reynolds is the master of facial reaction. Mm-hmm. He is or, so good. non react Like, he's so good at... Deadpan. Yeah. Yeah. But it's pronounced... It's Deadpool. It's Deadpool. That's what, yeah. That's what you're thinking of. Yes. Yikes. I love Deadpan. He's my favorite red and black superhero <laughs> with swords. <laughs> Deadpan. But he... His faces... 
an, uh, such a pretty man can become so unattractive so quickly depending on the reactive face that he chooses. <laughs> and I love yeah. that about him. Yes. And we get a lot of that here in the beginning with um, specifically their interaction when he's learning about her immigration issues in the meeting that she pulls him into. <laughs> yes. So yes. basically she pulls him into this meeting because she has decided that her way out of being deported back to Canada for a year is marrying her assistant. Yep. And he learns about this in real time through this scene. Yep. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is putting on a comedic masterclass with his reaction. And then as he decides to pull forward and then we get one of those power shifts. Yep. Where all of a sudden he realizes the control that he can have. Mm-hmm. And he realizes the sway that he can have here. Yeah. And starts to kind of pull a little bit. And then we get... I love all of the sequences leading up to going to Alaska. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, everything in New York is really, really fun. It really is. Everything in the actual immigration office, their whole fight outside of the office on street level, yep. getting ready to go. Like, it's all fun. Yeah. And I love how telling the office's reactions to Margaret are of how she is as a person. Yes. And it's good because it's like, you're not, you do get that. Like, that is a part of the environment of a workplace. Like yes. people know whether they say it or not, like they we pretty much got you pinned if we worked here long enough. But what they get to do that's funny, that's a little over the top is every head simultaneously coming up over the... Right. Like that's great. Yes. That's what this is for. Like put that there and continue to do things like that. Don't be inconsistent. But, yeah. Um, I, did Ryan Reynolds ever do stand-up? I don't... I don't not that so I know. He is so witty. He, he, is, is, he is so funny and it really feels like it plays to a stage really well. Like I'd love to see him do stand-up and someone try... Like would you try and heckle Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> For about a thousand reasons, no. Dude, even... So TJ Miller, who's in Deadpool, yeah. is really a good comedian and he yeah. has a similar vibe as Ryan Reynolds. That's why they're paired up so well for, for Deadpool. But even he said on set, he could not hang. With Ryan Reynolds. Really? Ryan Reynolds was just prepared to ad-lib the most obnoxious, like, creative, like, critique of you that you have, like, uh, what your face looks like. All he would have to do is lift his shirt, and I would just <laughs> yeah. I would just melt into a puddle of sadness and self-loathing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Honestly, good point, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Like, your right. jokes aren't that funny. And he'd be like, shing! And I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll never be like you. I know. Uh, but he... Um, Why don't I hate him? I should. Huh. He's hot and Sh- funny. Shouldn't you? I can't. Because uh. a lot of the times when it's like a crazy buff and hot dude, I'll be like, yeah, but I'm, I bet I'm funny hey, than that up. guy. I think we've got a, like a tough matchup here. that We're going to call it the Summer of Love matchup. I got Ryan. In one corner, I got Ryan Reynolds. In the other, I got Ryan Gosling. Oh. But Ryan. Reynolds. Because what, what of that? What is the choice? What is the choice? What, what are we Ryan? choosing? You're choosing your What do you Ryan? mean, what do you choose? Just For choose what? a Ryan. Choose, choose your, a Ryan? I'm Gosling. Choose your Ryan. You're Gosling? I'm, I'm Gosling. Tiebreaker. Ryebreaker. Gosling. Oh. Ryan Reynolds, text me. We'll hang out. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, talk about being between a Ryan and a Ryan. Like, that yeah. <laughs> beats the heck out of a rock and a hard place. It does. But I they both, both have rock hard abs. Um, They're both funny. They're both great actors. We realize we've been talking about their abs for 50 minutes. Um, Yeah, easy. Well, let's rate the movie. I (laughs) I uh, give it 10 abs. I do dump on, I think the savagery to his boss went on a little too long. I think him being over the top with that power, and it's it's supposed to be understood because of the relationship they had, and she was probably pretty harsh to him for a long time. I think he was a little too much for too long. I think it went a little bit too far into the movie. Sorry, did you say this is your super dump? No, no, no. It's it's a dump for me. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, that's what I had alluded to earlier. I just thought it was a little too much. As in like hanging it over her head that he's in control now because of yes, this? Yes, I, like just, that kind I of thought it lasted about 10 minutes too long. Yeah, Like it I didn't did, need to be that much. I loved the, uh, just in the vein of her being miserable because of the things she's gotten herself into. Right. I did love the jump cut of them landing in Juno. Oh, yeah. And then, well, how are we going to get there? And then the cut to them and the crappy, like, <laughs> the tiny wiggling plane. plane. Yes, yeah. I thought that was so good. And um, we get the coolest introduction to his family waiting oh, yeah. out for him at the airport. At this is beautiful. Yeah, okay, at the airport. And then we go to the house. So, yeah. the soup, my super pump was almost the setting. Really? Yeah. I want to go there. I don't even know Sick if it's a up. real place, yeah. but I want to go there very badly. Like Aurora... It's all there. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's what a Christmas movie set. <laughs> but um, the 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 family, the Paxton family, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, they were great. Literally every person. Doge disagrees. I just don't like Betty White. Wait, <gasps> really? Even a little bit. Like at all or in the at movie? all in the what? movie in real life? What? Even a little what? bit. No, nope, don't, don't so much care for the old bag of bones. <gasps> whoa, whoa, dude. There's no reason to be derogatory towards I her highness. I love Betty White. Did you say her <laughs> highness? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Dang. Well, yeah, just don't care for Betty White. Man, that's like when I'm like driving down the highway, my normal commute home, road closure. <laughs> it's like, what, well, am I, I what do I do now? I don't know how to get home. <laughs> like, I don't know how to finish this podcast now because I can't get over the fact... Did, do you hate her? What do you not like about her? I don't know. Is there's it a just, strong hate word? There's, it's not, not hate. It's just something about her that I just don't like. <laughs> really? And I don't know why. And I know that I, I, am, this. I am a young person being very disrespectful to not even <laughs> well, an elderly like person, all but old like people. The, the oldest. The elderly <laughs> the oldest person. Absolute oldest She's person. She's literally older the matriarch than she was, old She was people. Gandalf's first grade teacher. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she is actually legitimately older than sliced bread. She, she is. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that she's... A one-trick pony? Yeah. I love that trick. So do you like Bruce Willis movies? Okay. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm, okay. Kidding. I'm, okay. Tra- I'm kidding. I'm trying to be ridiculous. Craft singles. They do one thing. Sure. They're bad cheese. They pretend to be cheese. <laughs> but what an adventure, huh? Make a grilled cheese, put it on a burger, and it melts real nice. Eat it straight out of the sack for snacky time. Craft singles straight are out of the great. Sack. Straight out of the cheese sack. The little <laughs> sack. They got their little plastic wrap. <laughs> Betty White. Hey, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm, I've never been to Trader Joe's. Where do you keep your cheese sacks? <laughs> I need to get some craft singles <laughs> from Trader Joe's. Craft American singles and Betty White. There's, there's nothing more classic. <laughs> <laughs> My point is that I love her. That's fine. You can love what you love. She's a I feisty woke grandma, and I'm into it. I see. I feel like she's a nasty grandma who's nasty to be nasty, and she's like, it's funny because I'm old, and it's not even actually all that funny. But you sometimes. don't. You have never liked her. She hasn't always been old. Yeah, she has. <laughs> I mean, a little. I mean, it she seems, has. seems like she has. Golden Girls a feels like it has. was a long time ago, and she was old in that. See, one of the things I find so awesome about her, especially in this movie, is that. Like what you're talking about, like the nasty for nasty's sake, is completely on brand for what you would expect from this crazy Alaskan grandmother. You know, like her, and it comes from almost a place in this movie of like, <laughs> it feels like it comes from like innocence. He's not then, having it. Then get somebody who doesn't do that. 
Put, what? No. Put, put like a like a Julie Andrews or Glenn Close in you're that role. Cra- and that's you are out hilarious. of your mind. So Play while, somebody against type for that. No, so you're, wh- you're this insane. This is so fun. I love this that this much time has been spent on Betty White. She deserves it. She's part of my super dump. Are you going to make me do that right now? Whoa. Betty White is part of your super I already she know what is. it is. Hold up. Before, I know what it is. Oh, I know what it is too. Before you do that, <laughs> like... Yeah, I just came to the realization, while it does feel like she will live forever and this is going to be really morbid, I bet our podcast lasts longer, not than her whole life, <laughs> but till the end of her life. Dang. Like, are you, like, I just feel like, is Doge going to just take that time off? Because he's just way too happy. He went on vacation because oh she's gone. <laughs> Ding dong, Betty's dead. I guess now, it's gonna be. I'm, his. No, gonna, I don't wish anybody would die. Because now I don't, don't get to mourn she, her. I just get to be so mad at probably how happy you'll be. I when just it happens. don't think she's. He's practically giddy with excitement. I don't. <laughs> about it right now. I don't think she's funny anymore. <gasps> wow. So she's lost it. Wow. <laughs> Let's move on. I love Betty. I know what your super dump is, but we can hold on to it until we get it's there. Almost yeah. mine too. I like it. No. <laughs> it's really bad. So, um, we arrive in Alaska. We're here. And Beautiful we do. home. All I can think Very is nice. like, I would hate living in a place where the sun never goes down. Right. But I'd like to go there for a little bit. Yeah. It's good for, I mean, you don't ever have to worry about zombies probably. That's true. Or vampires, especially. <laughs> vampires, I think is what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Zombies are still in the... Yeah, they're, they're fine, still they're fine in, the day. in the daytime. Yeah, we're striking out. But, um... The thing is, when they show up and they get to this party, this like, is it is it her birthday party? Is that yeah. what that first yeah, thing is? It's Betty White's 150th birthday party. <laughs> My 111th birthday. And um, what if she played Bilbo? She could. You probably wouldn't like Lord of the Rings. You're right. I don't know that I would either at that point. What if you're the, like, talk about Twilight Zone. Like, you would be the only one that didn't like... Like, what if everyone else was like, I think Betty White's perfect for Bilbo. And then <laughs> Doge is like, oh, guys, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Speaking of contradictory... <laughs> she's not even in costume. She's wearing what she wore in Golden Girls as Bilbo. <laughs> even at Mount Doom. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think Bilbo ever goes to Mount Doom. Shoot, dude. I don't know. Just listen to our episodes from about a year ago. Anyway. Craig T. Nelson... Um, he's very good at playing a jerk. Would you he say is. he's incredible? I think he's pretty good. Would you say Mr. he's incredible? Mr. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Would you say he's incredible or just on par? Or, there just, it is. or is he just a coach? <laughs> what? That's the name of a TV show he was on. He was oh. a coach. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't work it in. It was so bad. No one got it. Was it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, their interactions here make me deeply uncomfortable. And supposed to. I like the forced hand. Oh, I know. I love the forced hand of revealing the engagement to the family in the middle of this party. Oh, yeah. More uncomfortable situations. <clears throat> yes. Like and, then the, and then the reversal of you tell the proposal story. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great scene. Yes. Um, it, it was actually almost my super pump mm, is ooh. this back and forth scene just because... It is, I feel like, the pinnacle of the chemistry here. Yeah. Yeah. The sort of there. annoyed, pretending to be doting, and the back and forth of, and he cried. He cried in their flowers, <laughs> except it was manly and it was very strong. And then like, you do get, like, when they do kiss, then they're like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. This is like that fairy tale-ish rom-com sprinklings right there. Yeah, their reaction is like when somebody offers you a snack you've never had before and you've been putting it off for a while, and then you eat it and you're like, why haven't I been doing this for a long time? It's You know what? Brussels sprouts are... 
pretty really, good. Really it's good. Me, anytime I try a new menu item at Taco Bell, it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, that seems pretty gross. Yeah. And then I eat it and I'm completely blown away by how tasty it is. And they blended up a cheeseburger with Fritos and they hey, dumped it inside you know of a tortilla. What? That's going to be me when I try the Cheeto sandwich from KFC. Oh, don't do it. It looks good to me. It freaks I'm me sorry. out. I'm sorry to everyone listening to this. That sandwich looks good to me. It freaks me out a lot. Is it weird that I'd be more on board if it was flaming Hot? No. Hey, that's coming. I guarantee you that's it's coming. It's probably going to come. I'd if you're getting Cheetos, that. you're getting flaming Hot Cheetos. Yeah. I'd rather do that than regular Cheetos. But we end the day exhausted and going to bed. Mm-hmm. He's on the floor. He's on the floor. She's in the giant bed. They close the blinds. Is yep. this when they sing? Or is that the next night? No, that's not yet, is it? Because she's a few nights from now. Yeah. yeah when she reveals her tattoo night. and stuff. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, we close our eyes on our first day in Alaska. Just as we close our eyes on the first half of this episode. Where do we you, wake up? Would you follow me into dreamland? Dream, dream, dream. Into the space for shout announcements. Welcome to Shout Announcements. We're in dreamland. We're going to whisper everything. And I hope you're enjoying your sleep. This is our ASMR Shout Announcements. No, we can't. We can't. We can't. (laughs) Okay. Hey, we want to give a huge shout out to Tyler Station because we're in here and we're doing our podcast. We also want to give a shout out, speaking of Tyler Station, to Crumb and Kettle. Yo. They won. They won D Magazine's hey. best birthday cake of all time. Is that what it is? Of, of history? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. And we've got good, I mean, I guess we got good taste. Um, we did, uh, two of the three of us did eat a piece of cake for breakfast. It wasn't me, Chelsea. I didn't eat cake. What did you have? I had <laughs> something else. Is <laughs> a cinnamon roll that, that again. classic post-workout two-pound cinnamon roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the cake is very good and the coffee's great. I so did try it. It's very good. Yeah. If you're around, check it out. They only have it on weekends. She has asked us to specifically say... Yeah, yeah, The cake's only on weekends. If you come in on a weekday and you're like, cake, please, she's going to be like, nah. Mm-mm, no. Not going to happen. Mm-mm. Uh, I do want to give a belated shout out to Jacob, Andrew, and Riley for sending in Spider-Man Far From Home Pumps and Dumps. Thank you. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode on Hitch, you know that we were momentarily displaced from your terrestrial time stream. We are back recording in your dimension. And so we're going to be on top of those shout outs now. We also we want to give a shout it. out to Stacy Johnson for sending us another fabulous piece of artwork. If you've been following us for a while, you know that Stacy sent us some wonderful Coronas Brothers artwork. Those were so good. Amazing. It was so good. Stacy's done it again with Boy Meets Grill. Uh, we'll be sharing that on our social media. It's Stacey. not the Bobby Flay show, by the way. It's. That's crazy to me that that is a Bobby Flay show. Is it show. really? It is. It's a cooking. It's safe I, to assume I, because I think he's got more than ten shows. I'm ninety percent sure, but yeah, I think he has a phenomenal, a like burger show called Boy Meets Grill. Well, it's not that. It's the two chunks one. So, Stacy, thanks for sending that in. Sorry, <laughs> did I say Bobby Flay? I meant Rob Fillet. Rob Fillet, oh. played by the incomparable Patrick Warburton. Yes. Oh, oh God, these think, burgers. Think you could beat me? <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, guys. I'm sure whatever we just said was super funny because it always is. And we definitely didn't record this afterwards. This is now. Yeah, it's it's happening in real time. Hey. Why are y'all talking like that? It's so natural for yeah. this to happen right now. <laughs> for sure. Next week's movie, we of course want to say. Yeah, and won't forget. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. So Very make sure exciting. you watch that one yes, and tune yes, on yes, in. Yes, yes, yes. Please continue to, and here's the thing. Like, there was a time in our lives when I threatened people. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do it remember that. It was violent. It was violent, and I don't want to get back there. I no. don't. You've, oh. you've healed so yeah. much. But if I'm Bruce Banner, <laughs> Black Widow's coming up, and she's saying, hey, sun's going down. Sun's, going, sun's getting real low. Sun's getting real low. 
You need to get out of this because I'm getting close. We need help. So we are Please. we are less than 40. Exactly like 39. Okay. We are 39 so we're reviews. 39 reviews away. What, what what date in October was it? October the 10th, 2019. Mid-October. Three months to get 39 reviews. We know for sure that more than one we know that more than 200 people subscribe to this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so we just need you to go in there. Rate and review us. It Please. is honestly, it is honestly very simple. And for those of you that have the, and when I think about it, the 161 that have gone in and rated this podcast, and then several, like so many that have left reviews, it is uplifting. Oh my gosh. We love y'all's opinions. It doesn't look like hardly any of them are just trolls. No. Except for, well, who's not even a troll, but Ethan Harrima, you know what you said <laughs> on our comments, and I don't even know how it's still up there. It was but, our top review for a while, so thanks for that, buddy. I appreciate you, man. But we just need 39 more. And as, you know, the summer is one of those seasons that just feels like it goes by so fast. Yeah. I mean, we did look at the calendar, and it's like, oh my God, we're less than three months away yeah. from what we're trying to get to, yeah. like really that next level. And so we, we, we will always have good content for y'all. Um, and if we don't, let us know. I mean, yeah. we're, we are a well, podcast for the people. And I want to be clear, not reaching this goal effectively means nothing different is going to happen. Right. Just, like, it would mean a whole lot to us, and we would love and appreciate you more than we already do for helping us get there. Yep. If we don't reach this goal, we will be calling each of you individually to do our podcast live. Listen. We're going to stop recording it, and we're just going to do it as a four-way you phone call. You guys just want to hang out? <laughs> so that is a threat. I, Carter, you're not comfortable. I'm comfortable threatening that. We're going to blow up your phone. You better have unlimited, unlimited, unlimited minutes. <laughs> you better have unlimited abalamus. <laughs> but please, rate review. And that's all I've got. But please. But please. Follow us on, <laughs> follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us. Go check out the website. We've got a lot of good content. Doge is a wizard. He is a wizard. And much like a wizard, I will now tap my wand three times. There's no place like Doge. There's no place like Doge. There's no place like Doge. What, now we're into my solo podcast? Is it just me? (laughs) Well, everybody. Here we go. (laughs) Is that what I sound like? No, I, I for some reason I fell into like the farmer from Napoleon Dynamite. Get <laughs> 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 little town, I'm out of creek. And now you're waking back up to the sound of my voice, and we're back to the show. <laughs> the faded in, like louding, <laughs> brought you out of. I won't even have to put a fade on that in post. That's I incredible. I said louding. I just wanted to bring it out. Yeah, just in case you heard it earlier, I did say louding. Yeah, very good. <sighs> We're in Alaska. Here we are. And much like our characters, we have awakened for day two. (laughs) Day two of our podcast. Day two, part two. (laughs) No doubt. This is when things get a little interesting. Is this the dog and the eagle? Can we talk about that? Did Uh, you not like that? I think this is the dog and the eagle. It's goofy, man. Um, it's you know goofy. the dog and the eagle. That's the place in Oxford that uh, <laughs> C.S. Lewis and Tolkien. I was like, say that's the pub where the Inklings. The met, Inklings right? used to meet all the time at the the dog and the eagle. Um, Splatoon. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I am not proud wow. of that. Whoa! I only know that from Super Smash Brothers. Ooh, I never connected. But yeah, two. this that's is funny. the dog and the eagle, right? Yep. Yeah, it's goofy, man. It's goofy. It's I don't goofy. Love it. It's okay. There's parts of it that made me laugh, though. Same. I would have dumped it yeah. if I didn't smile. Same. Losing the phone is great. Uh, offering the dog as a sacrifice to return the phone is funny. Yes. Callie, yeah. having seen the movie already, still almost burst into tears when the dog was offered up uh-huh. yes. upon the altar of cell phone. Yep. That. So this is what, and again, I realize I'm in rom-com world. 
Sure. I can't make the connection that she could be so, just from being in a new enti- an environment, yes. a really successful businesswoman, and yet so dumb. Yep. It not feels like Wonder Woman not realizing she should wear different clothes in yeah. New York City. Yep. There it is. London, but yeah. London. Well, it's the you, New York. Yes, the New went, York of England. Well, she went to the Dog and the Eagle pub. Right. There. She did. Yeah, yeah but it, it's it's the same thing of like, really? We're that, we're that like socially confused? Yeah, I don't love this. It is. Well, and that's like shortcut to make your character irredeemable, right? Like that's like if in John Wick, Theon Greyjoy had later been like, sorry for killing your dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can't offer a dog <laughs> as a sacrifice and then be redeemed in a movie. Sure. Yeah. True. Thankfully, nothing happens. Thankfully. What's yep. the dog's name? Do we remember? I don't remember. Karen? It feels like it's like a... Douglas. I don't know. I was going to say William. It's adorable. Yeah. We all went for that same joke. Cute don't worry. Puppy. It, played, wanna... it was played by, played by four different little pups from the same Really? Movie. That's why it looks so big. They were standing on each other's shoulders. <laughs> in a trench coat. <laughs> trying to get into an R-rated movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just always think of little rascals. What's your social security number? Um... Seven. <laughs> Try eight. I'm going to quote the whole thing. There you go. Really yeah, keep going. Tune in next week for I wanna, Little Rascals. I'm going to sleep on this dog like a pillow. <laughs> the R in ASMR stands for? Rascals. <laughs> ASM Rascals. <laughs> so um, we also get our first trip into downtown Sitka uh, with the ladies, right? This is it, huh? Yeah. When the ladies take her on her bachelorette trip uh, yeah. Yeah. to go to the strip club. <laughs> yep, with Oscar. Oscar from The Office is the stripper. Oscar Nunez. And um, I mean, this was a hard PG-13. This is my super dump. It's weird, right? Uh-huh. But I think it's like the same kind of thing that they were trying to do with the dog. And yes. I think that they're going to do later. That's probably the other super dump here, another super dump. But like, and this specifically was like, let's be ridiculous. Like, yeah. Let's be ridiculous. Yeah. Love this, the ridiculousness. But this but is like this a was lot. Like, this was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And this it, is something it that only like, goes on for about 45 minutes. I, yes. <laughs> it feels like forever. It feels like it, I, it's aged so like milk, though. It's funny that he has so many roles in town. I love that funny. kind of character. It that reminds me of watching Stars Gilmore Hollow. Girls. It reminds me of, uh, what's his face? Gunn, Sean Gunn's character, yeah. Kirk. Kirk, who's everything. Yeah. Yeah. That, same. But I would not want to see Kirk in a strip club as the stripper. Yeah. No, I wouldn't probably I wouldn't want to see him in one, anyways. I don't know why I had to make it specifically. <laughs> Nobody, never. I, I would now, never. him <laughs> watching other strippers. <laughs> Not for it. Yeah, it's it, it's weird, um, and it, it also feels like a weird place to meet. Uh, what is it, Gwend- Gwendolyn Gertrude Gertrude, the former love of Andrew's uh, life. Where we met her, though. Oh, for for Sandra Bullock to meet her, right? No, oh, okay. they met, she met at the engagement party. Did they? Yeah, she was there. Well, which okay. is also a maybe weird it's a thing. weird place for them to have the heart to heart. Then of like of like you're a lucky gal. Andrew's a great guy. I don't think we need. I don't think we need her in this movie at all. I agree. I don't think we do either. Um, she feels like a strange attempt at a love triangle tension without or it's actually to be like this it. bait to be like, but he could go this way. Look at right. the things that he's turning down for but, you, Sandra. And but it, kinda it like makes a, it makes her seem jealous because she's not into it until she has this conversation with an ex girlfriend, right? And it makes her it makes the read on her be, well, if if I can't, nobody's going to have him. I'm going to make sure I have. I, right. I think the intention is she's part of the package that is awaiting him if he chooses life in Alaska. I of like, yeah. Of like, you've got a job. You've got a lifestyle. You've got a home to live in. You've got people who love you. You've got this woman who like honestly would marry Beautiful. you tomorrow. Yeah. And he doesn't want any of that. But I just, I don't think we necessarily need to package her with the deal. You know? Not necessarily. No. Well, that's pretty inherently reductive if she's reduced to a line item on a on a checklist of things you get. But you know isn't I mean? she? Isn't she, she is. Yeah. She is, yeah. 
Because her her essential only role is to be the girl that would get back together with Andrew. She and would Harvey. be a line item on the receipt if he swiped his credit card and chose Alaska. Like, look, look what is, all I get. Yeah, if which I is this. real problematic. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Where to next? Uh, I believe it is a conversation <laughs> anywhere except for this strip club. Let's get out of here. I hate get this me part out. so much. I believe it next is a conversation with Dad angrily shooting golf balls Yo, into a love that would love uh, that. Yeah, with the I don't like golf, but and they're biodegradable. Yeah, it's like they had to. The scriptwriters had to please the people that were like, "Oh, well." Okay. Is that a real thing? Uh huh. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah, they're called clementines. I love those explode. <laughs> <laughs> frozen, frozen. I did try. I was recently at a crawfish broil. Crawfish? Crawfish Crawfish. broil. Pretty sure it's boiled. I would love to hear. No R. No. Not if you're Sean Connery. (laughs) And I was at this time. Uh, Crawfish broil. Took a wiffle ball bat to a crawfish. It does not go anywhere but everywhere. Hey, why'd you do that? (laughs) Hey, what? Blew up. It was dead. (laughs) Okay, that makes it better. You know what? Do whatever you want to me after I'm dead, too. (laughs) (laughs) So... This scene I like. I like the conversation mm-hmm. of, I don't want that. That's what you wanted. That's all great. But what I love the most is that it leads us to angry canoe hollowing, which is something I didn't know existed. I've never seen somebody hollow out a canoe while being angry. It mm-hmm. reminds me of Captain America chopping the trees in Civil War Ooh. when he's like, he's like, this is how I decompress. Is it Age of Ultron? Is it? And I got cake in my mouth. You do. what Age of Ultron. It's one of those Star Wars Phantom Menace guys. <laughs> what? What did you say? It was hate to one. We get the angry canoe with yep. the headphones in. Yep. And it leads us to the shower. Mm. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Margaret also wants to shower they because she's to. got uh, because they're so Oscar nice. Nunez's <laughs> body oil. Ew, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Over her. Yeah. Which is nasty. Blam, 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 but blam. she also learns a little something about Andrew here due to the conversation between mom and dad. She learns what he's given up here in Alaska, big, how angry he is that he's standing up for himself. And my guess is she saw them biceps while he was hollowing out that canoe. Yeah. And was like, say, I think it was because she saw him nonked. Well, she didn't yet. Well, was she about to? She about to. She about to. Because they, they bonk into each other yep. while knocked. Which is a funny scene. So it is funny, and the way he just like, <laughs> but they can't help that they're just. Fa- it's just so I don't juxtaposing know and weird. How comfortable I am doing this, but this is my super pump. <laughs> okay, this interaction and and the night that evening when they're talking on the floor yes. and singing. It takes two to make a thing go right. Yes. all that and the tattoo, like all of this packaged into one with a bow on top. That yeah, is yeah, my yeah. super pump. Yeah, this is. Me too. I mean, really? yeah. I was I was excluding the the nude scene, but well, I'll include it. It's funny in solidarity with you. I'll include it's it. It's funny, and there's no real nudity, right? Is correct? There? I don't think there yeah. is. I giggled. It's so funny and so painfully uncomfortable, right? And then we get the result, which is that evening they're bonding over something that's not work and mutual hatred of something, right? Well, and it's because like. Huh. Emotionally, that night they they take their protective layers off. Is that like Ooh, right? Yeah. Like yeah. there's physical nudity and then there's emotional nudity in the same day, and they're uncovered before each other, and they can see each other as they really are. Right. That's good. And it, and it's fun, and it starts to from that point on. I have no more doubt that they could work. Yeah, I feel that it's no longer just like there's still a little bit for me, but yeah, really, I, it, I'm, it, I'm it sure does there. help a lot. See, I that is the moment for me where I go from. 
how are they going to make me believe it mm-hmm. to, yeah, I, I'm there. I get it. Yeah. And I, I love that. And I think it's such a cool way to do it just through them. We see Herbie goofy and like genuinely laugh. Yeah. Which is fun. And we see it's him. Good. They don't make, they don't make the switch as obvious in this and it makes for a better ending. Yeah. But it's cool. Cause there's not usually in rom-coms, even really good rom-coms. It's not usually something that's left for implicate, like to imply that maybe while he's been working for her, he has recognized that she's, I mean, she's attracted this whole time. Maybe that's a little bit of why he's still there. I forgot. Because he that. likes her. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, you get to kind of make your own narrative there, which is perfect when you're talking about something as hard to explain as love. Yes. I don't, so, I don't love the idea that he's like been secretly pining after her. I don't or, think or, that's or supposed to be. It doesn't feel like that's her. what it is. It doesn't is. feel like it is their either. Their relationship to me feel, and even by the end of it, still feels a little Stockholm syndrome of just like, man, she's been horrible to you. Like, Sure. You know, I don't 100% buy it, but this this scene certainly helps. And their acting in the uh, scene from both leads is really, really good. I feel like he, he is portrayed in the movie to have the agency and like wherewithal to understand that he is willingly putting himself into this situation with her as his boss because he knows that it could lead to good things later. I don't ever feel, I don't ever get the feeling that he is trapped for any reason beyond... This is a means to an end. Like good things for the relationship or good things for him for becoming him an editor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so, sure. So I don't get a Stockholminess of like, but where would I go if not for her? So much as like she is my meal ticket to the next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then somewhere along the way it was like, oh, but I'm also kind of attracted to yeah. her. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. I mean, that's how that's how Callie was with me. She was like, this guy, he's shooting straight to the top. Yeah. And right. and I'm just gonna try and grab on as fast as I can because he's going. And, yep. and now I'm here. Yeah, now you made it. Here now I made it. Begging for podcast reviews. Please. This, this is the top. <laughs> um, we go into the to the Mother Earth tribal. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we can do that. This is about the time that she has her phone back and uh, they've gone into town and all that this stuff. Is, this, is, this is what we in the podcast biz call a super dump. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I figured this was it. To uh, the window. This, well, it's not, that scene itself is fun. Oh, my super dump. I agree with you. I laughed a lot at that. My super dump is something that I don't expect a romantic comedy to get right. But whenever you walk into this territory, you have to do so cautiously. This movie does not treat other races than white well at all. I agree with that. Hmm. Things like Oscar Nunez's character the whole time is just really uncomfortable for me. And it's it's like you're supposed to laugh. Ha ha. He's not white. And... At the end, in the credits, haha, he's about to get deported. And oh, yeah, the de- deportation that was, yeah, yeah, like there's just a whole thing. And it's like this, which this that might, thing, that I might don't be think that little, would exist anymore. That might be a little Didn't more painful like a, now, yeah. like that right. wound might be a little more raw. Didn't now. mean it shouldn't, or have where been... you're just more aware of that, pain. right? Yeah. A comedy about deportation has aged very poorly. I mean, so, that's sure, that's yeah, but do you I, love I think, the birdcage? The birdcage is funny, yeah. So, how do you feel about Agador Spartacus? Because he talks about sending him back. Yeah, and that's still uncomfortable. That's a part of that movie that hasn't aged well. Got it. Yeah, Um, And I think it's okay to take bits like this and you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Sure, yeah. Yeah. But there are things, and and the the native, the spirits and that stuff, like that just sounds and feels disrespectful coming from a very old white grandma who's nasty to be nasty. You know what I mean? (laughs) There it is, is. that elbow. It's not because it's Betty White. Isn't is it, it though? But it is because it's Betty White because she's white. And it's in her name. Right. She's the poster child for Anglo-America. Yeah. Anyway, 
she does Sandra Bullock does sing to the window says, and I laugh pretty hard at that. It's yeah. funny. That <laughs> is on our playlist, it was by that, the way. This scene was the second most ridiculous thing about this movie. And so it was, it did have some dump in there, but it wasn't my super dump. Right. Because my super dump is, which I think we're getting close to and we can just transition into, the guy who does the, what? who's the guy, His job, he's like interviews them. What is his role? The deportation guy? The deportation guy? That is a yeah. ridiculous character. Yeah. Yep. I cannot believe he is... Fo- like, re- you want me to believe that he chose of all of the... Like, he just followed these two people to Alaska? Well, yeah. the dad called. I know, but even then, that's ridiculous. No, How did the dad find out the guy's dumb? name? Of yeah, the, right. Like, that is so dumb. And it's yeah. supposed to... He's supposed to be like a manifestation of the antagonist. Yeah. Like, I don't think we, we need that need additional that. thing. I feel I like I feel like dad could have found some papers That's and why confronted it's a super them. Dumb for me. We don't need like, a physical, even... like a representation of the ticking clock because oh, the, the stakes are already clear. Yes. Yeah. Like you could have dad recognize, I mean, you're in Alaska, which is neighbors with Canada. Maybe she says a boot one time and someone's like, oh, that's interesting. And he starts huh. to look up her background. Yeah. Like, you're from Canada. What? You're a Canadian citizen. What? I don't know. There should have been another way to do it. And this guy was silly. Like, to to take her as if she's a prisoner, like, on the boat back. Right. You're mm. coming with me. Yeah. I, that felt like the most ridiculous thing, and I just didn't like it at all. So that is my super dumb. His character. The fact that he's at the—isn't he at the wedding? He's he is at the wedding. at the wedding like he's an invited guest. Isn't he on. sitting with the family? As yes. though it's like, your family now? No. That's silly. So that's my super dump. Yeah. I get that. Um, I love that he misses her plane. I love that he doesn't make it in time to stop her. Yeah, are we doing the wedding? Are we going to the wedding right now? That's where we're at, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. We're basically at the end of this movie. She runs away. She yeah. she admits she admits fault, runs away, and then the family's like, no, nah, you're still in love. I can see it. And he's like, no, nah, I don't think so. And then Betty White's like, my old heart, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that's funny on the plane. Doe's just going to say that he doesn't think it's funny to take advantage of emergency medical services like that. But you know what? It's a movie, Doge. Yeah, that is exactly what I was going to say. No, I think it's funny. I just don't <laughs> like Betty White. Uh, but I, I actually love that Andrew misses the plane. That's another example of like, we're dodging tropes. We're dodging yeah. the expected a little bit. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yep. Because um, I think in a lot of movies, he would have flagged down the plane, they would have stopped, and they would have had this moment on the tarmac. Yep. And instead, he completely Mackin misses on the tarmac. Hey. On the tarmac. Instead, he goes back to New York and goes back to their office. Yep. Super pump. Super yeah. Pump. So the scene of him coming back in and saying like, will you marry me so that we can date? What, what's the line specifically? Because I'd like to take you I, on a date or I'd I would like, like to, to date, date you. I'd like or, to date you. Yeah. yeah that, I love that. Like, I think that was a great little bow, like tie the bow on the plot. I agree. Yeah. Kind of thing for me, which which is funny because the rom-coms we don't like are the ones that were like, hey, it would have been really easy to do this. Just do this. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, look at Sweet Home Alabama again. Get a divorce. I'm coming back home so we can get a divorce. Right. was such a flip, but it didn't pan out. And yeah. this is like, marry me because mm-hmm. maybe we'd make a good couple. Yep. Is it great life advice? Probably not. Yeah. But as a plot device, it's great. Hilarious. And delivered by... Ryan Reynolds and like the the way Sandra Bullock was playing it of like a dude her acting in the response to this is great yeah, she's so really good. good yeah it's so good she was like you don't know like what you're getting into and he's like I, I get that but we have to get married for me to get to know that right you know and I thought that was yeah, so funny fun. and so creative and so that was my super pump was I thought it ended well and I think that's the that big over the top kind of thing in a comparison to when McDreamy takes 
Reese Witherspoon to the Tiffany's and he rents out thing, the entire right? store. Like, the big, uh, but like he has gone into Such the environment that she, we already know she is hated. <laughs> right. And everyone knows he hates her. He's like the head guy to warn everybody about her. But we go back to that place and everybody's watching comically, heads over similar, their cubicles. Similar to when she comes in the first time. Exactly. Yeah. To hear that. And then, then they're totally down. Then it just gets to become like your typical like, Oh, so everybody's just for love. No matter what, the world of rom-com, everyone is for love, just about. And right. if you're not, you're grumpy, but we'll fix you. you right, know? Yeah. yeah. So, but and yeah, you, I loved it. It's essentially a pan out with wedding bells. Bing, bing, yep. bing, bing, bing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Is that Miracle on 34th Street? I believe pretty, it was Miracle on 34th Street. I'm pretty Street. sure yeah. that was Christmas bells. <laughs> I think that's essentially the end of the runtime of this movie, which means it's time it's to rap. rate it. Time to rate it. Right? Yeah. Am I missing anything? Nope. Anything There's, else you want to say mean about Betty White? Well, the post-credits scene, like <sighs> during the credits. Actually, actually there the credits? is something you want to see this mean huh? about. What's, oh, what else oh, is during oh, the, the interviews. Interviews with oh. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, it should have just been Bullock and Ryan. Riddles. I agree. Yeah. Because what they said was hilarious. I agree. Yeah. It, it was nobody so else funny. was funny. No. They what they said was funny, and that felt like one hundred percent ad lib. Yeah, I really do think that's what it was. It probably was, yeah, because it didn't even sound like I, the guy was it. mic'd up. That's asking them the questions. It I feel just like, like it was just a producer some, behind yeah, yeah, the yeah. camera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that was yep. very funny. Give yes. me, give me Bullock, give me Reynolds. Leave out White and Nunez, and is Craig T. Nelson in that one too? Parents are in that too. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Know. We only need the leads. Hey, the the lady who plays the mom, I can never remember her name. She ever not play a mom? No, I think she's only ever played mom. She is. She is in my mind the quintessential Hollywood mom. Mm-hmm. She's a mom in everything. She's such a good mom. She's a great mom. A very good mom. So it's time to rate this mom. I mean, movie. <laughs> we here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have invented the scientific cinema scale. That's right, mm-hmm. science. It's perfect, and it is. As follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy Buy that that poster. poster. Doge sat that one out for some reason. (laughs) The next best thing we could ever say is... Buy that poster. Thank you. (laughs) Buy it. After that, it's rent it, followed by stream it, and then forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God God hath forsaken forsaken us. us. I'll go first. Okay. Do it. I'm going to give this a movie (gasps) a buy it. No. As it as it left my mouth, I changed my mind. <laughs> I've never done this before. <laughs> We're usually much more professional the than that. I'm gonna, immediate. I'm going to give it a rent it. Okay. A high okay. rent it. Yeah. As I said buy it, I was like, that's strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was sitting on buy it for a while, but I think it's a rent it. And I love this movie. And I probably watch it like once a year, I think. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. It's good. Um, I think it's got... A lot of fun. I think it's a, a solid rom-com with some great performances, a lot of laughs, and once a year is good for me, yeah. so I'll happily pay the rental price. Yeah. I'm a high rent as well. Um, it is an almost buy it, but then I'm even looking at other movies in the Summer of Love, um, and it's not that I try and rank everything, but sometimes I do, but it's it's, it's not as much of a buy it as some other opinions I've had about other sure. movies. Sure, yeah. Um, and it's not even close enough to be specifically buy it, but it's almost there. But it's a rent it for sure for me. Rent it for me as well. There we go. Oh, a full uh, Ryan rent it. <laughs> Ryan rentals. Ryan Asper rentals. You guys are good at Let's this. Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fun. It's not the funnest. It's great. It's not the greatest. So rent it. 
Dang, that if, is honestly what people describe me. If instead, <laughs> of, instead of Betty White, it was Angela Lansbury, <laughs> would you have bought this movie? Be honest. Would you have bought it? If there was less Betty White, it would certainly creep higher up my scale. Wow. So not only is she just not something you enjoy, she is a weight holding this movie back from greatness. Yeah. I, I actually 100% agree with that. She's a, she's a rate influencer. We need to start pointing those out. Like a certain actor, yeah. whether positive or negative, that influences our ratings by themselves, their very existence. The weight of Betty White, Betty White more like it, is enough to hold back Reynolds and Bullock for you. She is my, wait for it, Krypton White. Okay. No, yeah, I just don't like her. That's I crazy. don't know why I just don't. And I, it's not like I like old people. They're sure. great. They have cool, long lives and <laughs> not, neat, neat white hair that I can look at. But I just don't like this one. Okay. I don't like this old person. Let's put that quote on the front page it's of not Two It's my brand. <laughs> oh, man. Well, to end this episode, first thing I want to do is remind you to tune in next week as we rate and review How to Lose a Guy in 10, 10 days, days, which we totally talked about. Right. In the middle of the episode. Right. Yeah. At a normal time to do Don't it. Don't forget yeah. that. And I also would like for each of us to say our name. Hold up. It's worth saying what happens after that, right? Have we been talking oh, a lot about what time. happens I after I think it is on our release schedule, but we haven't really talked that much about it. <sighs> Guys, after we release How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, we're going we're gonna to move quickly and Very angrily. Quickly. Yeah. Oh, so angrily. into... The Fast and the Furious. Oh, the Fast and the Furious. Hobbs guys, and, Hobbs Shaw, and Shaw, baby. Guys. So I follow Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Sure. And I follow Vin. And he follows Vin. And Jason Statham is my brother. Amazing. <laughs> Not nearly as cool as us. Sure, but. yeah. Um. So it's world, like it had its premiere and it said, like people's reactions were, this is the best party I've ever been to. <laughs> like they were like, this was everything we ever wanted. Like the energy was wild. I love it. I just hope and pray that the tickets that we have bought for August 1st, I hope this audience feels the same way we do, right? I think if you're going to see Hobbs and Shaw on opening night, you know what's up. Because I think we're riding the line between genuine enjoyment and like, I sometimes can't tell if it's ironic how much I love (laughs) this stuff. Yeah, no, I I think I definitely blur the line a little bit. Yeah, and I think everybody else at the opening night showing of Hobbs and Shaw, a movie about fast cars, big muscles, and black Superman, is going to be of that same mind. I feel like there's going to be different rules. I've never been to a premiere of a Fast and Furious movie, I, I feel either. like there's different rules here. Yeah, I yeah. feel like a lot of underage drinking in the theater. <laughs> like, I feel like it's going, like someone might get stabbed, but it's cool because it's like corresponding with the scene yeah. of someone It'll just be, Yeah, they're going to get stabbed with yeah. like a Maori spear. Yes, yeah, dude. Yeah. Let's all do the haka. I've never done it. I'm down. Let's try. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Me and all my friends. That's amazing. So excited. That's amazing. Hey, Speaking of amazing, to end this episode for real, for real. Okay. I'd like for us each to say our name and one famous leading lady that we would remove and replace with Betty White. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Betty White is replacing... A famous leading lady from a famous movie. Oh. If that wasn't clear, which it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Me too. Oh, ooh, yeah. This is good stuff. I got it. 
For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and instead of Brie Larson in room, it's going to be Betty White. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I'm Doge, and coming this fall, Betty White stars in B for Ben Betta. (laughs) Are you, wait, hold on. Are you replacing Natalie Portman or Hugo Weaving? Both. No, Every leading role. lady. Leading lady. Every it's role Natalie is played. Portman. It's B for Ben Betta. Every oh, so role is played by Betty role. White. Yeah, exactly. Goodness me. So I think your sentiments about Betty White, and this is fake, by the way, are my sentiments about Helen Merrim. I just don't think, like, I don't think she fit as Queen Elizabeth very well. <laughs> so I think the queen, which, I, and I get it, Helen won an Oscar for this. Whatever. It's it, easy. That's easy, though. It's <laughs> Betty White. Betty White needs to play the queen. Because if there's a better person to rule a country, it is... Queen Betty. Our Majesty, Betty White. Her name's probably Elizabeth, too. It actually probably <gasps> is. See how much more appropriate she is for that queen role? Queen Betty. I want to replace her... Can I also put her in gravity instead of Sandra Bullock? <laughs> and she just float away and die peacefully in her sleep oh, in space because she deserves a quiet... That was way too quick. You've already thought about that. I want to take the guy from... I was from, actually about to say that for my movie. I was too. <laughs> What's the guy who... Uh, he plays the general in Rogue One. I can't remember his name right now. He kind of has a bit of a lisp. He's in Bloodline. Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. Let's yeah. place Ben Mendelsohn in The Dark Knight Rises Yeah. with Betty White and she can be the one that's like, can we get some girls in here? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so pointed and funny. That is specifically <laughs> funny. What do we do? What do we do if she's in Hobbs and Shaw? <gasps> what do we do? What if she's the fastest racer of all time? It's her. It's Vin in his Challenger, in his Dodge Challenger, mm-hmm. right next to Betty on a scooter. I was about to say, she's got a walker and she's just running fast. And her <laughs> legs are circles like Sonic. Hey, guys. Betty Wop. <laughs> Dude, just like, hey, can I get your attention? <laughs> this rhymes and it's funny. <laughs> Betty Wop. She's just like, and I got this soda. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.